welcome back to the Deliver Day Podcast. I am Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we are so happy you are here. We have a treat for you. It is November and the holidays are upon us. And you know what that means. Behind all the memories, all the special moments, all the sweet treats, all the parties and meals and decorations and thoughtful giving are some pretty phenomenal, but more than likely exhausted and overtaxed mamas. My fellow high-achieving mamas, you know who you are. And I've got something that is going to make your day. It is our holiday planner, and it is designed with mamas in mind. It contains all kinds of areas for holiday planning, all in one spot. It organizes your days out, feasts, Christmas cards, gift giving, making wish lists for your family, and so much more. 36 pages of amazing organization. And mamas, it is beautiful to boot. I know I'm biased, but that's what I love doing, making beautiful things. So if you are feeling overwhelmed this year or you are not looking forward to the stress of the holidays, then go check it out. It's on the website. It's also in the show notes. It's called the Deliberate Day Holiday Planner and it's in the shop now. You wanna know what else is gonna make your day? Our guest today. Our guest today is actually a high-achieving mama herself, and she's a business owner, a resilience and embodiment coach for high-achieving women. She holds a master's in occupational therapy and works with overthinking, ambitious women who need to get out of their head and take it to the next level. You guys, she helps her clients find more ease, clarity, and confidence in their life and career using somatic techniques. Now, Tiff and I met her at a Master Moms talk where she was the guest speaker, and after getting a taste of her beautiful personality and her very calming nature, we knew she was the perfect mama to ask about techniques for battling holiday stress and overwhelm. So without further ado, Maria Service, welcome to the Deliberate Day Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much both for having me. I think that's what I love about Instagram and social media. I know there's many things, but just being able to connect with other women that are not where I'm at and just being able to network. So thank you guys both so much for having me on today. I'm excited for this conversation. We are so yes. excited to have you again. This is going to be wonderful. Okay. You... Well, most of our mamas all have a before and after story, right? Usually something that leads us to what we're doing, the path that we're on. And I would love to know what led you to helping women with anxiety, overthinking, and resilience? Yes. Well, I feel like oftentimes many of us can truly support people through journeys when we ourselves have been on that journey. So Preach, I, yes. <laughs> right? So I started in the healthcare industry and in the healthcare field, and that was mainly just a pull from watching my mom be a nurse for 30, 35 years. And I knew I wanted to help people. And we think of like traditional careers, right? So I'm like, okay, right. something in healthcare. And I truly learned so much going to occupational therapy school, working in different rehab clinics. But in all of the helping and doing that I was doing, I just realized I wasn't very good about using my own self-care tools. Yeah. And as I'm sure you guys can understand and the women listening is that oftentimes you're so busy caring for everyone else and you're thinking of what do I got to do and who do I need to pour into that very quickly your own cup can get very empty. And a lot of people don't even know how to like connect with that of like, oh gosh, that's empty. Many of us ignore, distract, or we turn to, you know, other tools or other things. But if we don't have that connection with ourselves, it can be hard to 
refill our cup. So I think it was noticing that in myself and really Mm -hmm. doing that deeper dive of, wow, I'm going to need to start exploring tools and using them. And then I just became really passionate in that, you know, there's a lot of amazing souls working in the healthcare industry. And I just felt called to go more out into the community, out to these women who are in these professions, women who are busy moms at home, and just provide more guidance and coaching in that space. So that's kind of what led me to now just being more of a coach and a consultant. Okay, so then tell us a little bit about somatic practices, because I know a lot of our listeners don't have any relationship with that word at all. Absolutely. And I will say that like, you know how it is in like the health and wellness industry, things go in trends. And Mm -hmm. we can oftentimes be referring to kind of the same thing, but we're using like a new word. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I I will say like, you know, whether it's if you've heard of somatic techniques or there's also modalities called somatic therapy that maybe some people have heard that kind of comes from psychology therapy counseling world. There's also like embodiment, which just means to like reconnect with the body. And sometimes you'll hear me now saying I also just call them mind-body practices And all of that is to say that, again, as women, we can really get stuck in our head. And I say Mm -hmm. like these thought traps of either like my perfectionism thought trap is on. My worry is running rampant today. So we get so stuck in our head. And my main goal and when I'm using somatics, I'm saying I really want us to be able to reconnect our mind to our body and check in with ourselves. Like how is my body feeling today? Am I anxious? Am I burnt out? Am I tired? And then not only do I want to help women like check in with that, but then I tend to use body-based techniques to help with Mm -hmm. that stress reduction. So that could be yoga. That could be breathing some essential oils. That could be doing some different stretching or poses that just help calm our bodies so that's those are some of the my favorite tools that I like to use. Well, and so really, we have you here. We could have you back probably 20, 30 <laughs> times to go through each of these. But today, we're particularly focused on holiday stress because yes, we know exactly. that that season is coming up. And I know, like, how can those techniques or now, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. So how can those techniques help us with our holiday stress as we start to experience it? Absolutely. And that's a great question. And I feel like you guys really hit it on the nose well at the beginning in that the holidays come with, for the most part, so many good vibes. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I get to, you know, be more thoughtful and mindful. And there's family time and there's holiday traditions. And there's many things, right, good that come with the season. Right. But generally speaking, this season then also brings many of us out of our typical routines. Like there's just more to be done. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting in this season that I'm in and something that I've been really exploring is really trying to foster just more self-awareness and curiosity when women are just out and about and doing their day. So I think going into the holiday season, what I would, you know, give as a piece of advice that instead of going on autopilot, autopilot is kind of just where we operate of, okay, it's holidays, I got to do this for this one and this for that. Mm -hmm. I would continue to draw the listener's attention into themselves and making sure that they're kind of leaning into that self-awareness, especially during this busy season, not losing connection to, you know, maybe tools and practices of self-care that they tend to use or 
whatever tools they tend to lean into, I really want to encourage women to make sure that they're checking in with themselves and using those tools and practicing more self-compassion for for ourselves, right? Because I think we can just, when we're going through a busy season or especially a season of giving, right? So of course our mind is on other, but I would say don't forget to extend that same compassion we extend to others to yourself. That's so important. We have a lot of listeners who say have a lot of kids, right? Like mm-hmm. I've got five kids. Brittany has yeah. seven kids. <laughs> yes. And, and I really think what you're saying makes a lot of sense for moms because I I was just this morning listening to moms kind of sitting around me talking at the park who are stressed right now. And that stress tends to overflow onto all of your people. Yes. If if it's not managed well. And mm-hmm. then it's a cycle because you feel awful. You feel like a terrible mom. Where But also their stress then begins to mount, which causes more stress for you. And you get stuck in this infinity that's really tough to get out yes. of. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And to be honest, like I was kind of feeling that this morning, for example. Now I do not have like five kids, but I have one and he is right. (laughs) And and they are and their little bodies and their little systems are constantly absorbing everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I know this morning I woke up and I've had a really busy last two days. And so I knew I had like a 90 minute yoga class to look forward to today after I dropped my son off to school. But I'll admit, before that drop-off happened, I was still feeling a little grouchy and overwhelmed from the last couple (laughs) days. And I had to be super self-aware because, yes, even though I will say I was a little grouchier than I would have wanted this morning, you know, as we got ready for school and we got off to school, I had to continue to remind myself that in each next moment, I get a chance to reset. So that doesn't mean that I need to be perfect. It doesn't mean that I need to beat myself up when I'm a little short with Hank. It just means that in the next moment, I get a chance to reset, reset myself, check in. I will extend an apology of like, I'm so sorry, Hank, that came out a little bit grouchier than expected. You know, can we, you know, and so we ended off the morning and the drop off was fine. Gave him a hug. He was in a good space, but I knew that it wasn't going to look perfect this morning mm-hmm. because I had that self-awareness. I had to check in and I just knew I was going to have to practice a little more self-compassion for myself and of course, extend that to my family where I could. And even I think again, as women, it's like, I'm not going to get it right all the time and that's okay. I can say, Ooh, I'm sorry about that. That came off wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think just as mamas, just knowing we always, we get that next moment to reset Mm -hmm. and redo and pause and that it's, it's, yeah, it's not going to always come out great, but because I just think sometimes we get in that all or nothing mentality, like you guys said, where it's like, Ooh, we're Mm -hmm. all having a bad morning. It's spiraling now into the others. Okay. Now the whole morning's just wrecked, right? Like we can kind of slide (laughs) down that slippery slope and I totally get it. Yeah. Okay, so I like how you were talking about when we get to the point where we feel like our cup is empty. And I think that a lot of our listeners get to that point just on the day to day. So holidays even more so because as much as we say like we have a choice over all the things we do and everything, there are a lot of things that happen during the holiday that we can't just say, no, we're just not doing Christmas anymore. No, we're not going to have your family for Christmas. I just decided I don't want them here. So we're not having like, yes, we have a lot of power within us, but there's also a lot of need to be giving of ourselves and it it can drain us. So do you have any techniques that you would suggest to somebody. A lot of times when I hear people talk about self-care practices, my first thought is, 
I don't have time for those. Totally. But I'm learning more and more self-awareness. I'm learning that there are a lot of things we can do in a very short amount of time or that very small practices can be very impactful and powerful. Do you have any advice for people about small practices that might be impactful? Yes, 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 yes. And you, again, hit it on the nose. I think that tends to be one of the biggest barriers for women that I work with is that oftentimes it's like, well, Maria, I don't have time to get to that yoga class you mentioned. I don't have time to book a massage or the funds or I whatever, right? And I and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, and yes, I know like that's that would be that's a great practice to maybe get to or to treat yourself to every now and then. Right. But I want you to use tools right now. I will say that so mm-hmm. I am certified in using HeartMath biofeedback. And so anyone can go to the heartmathinstitute.com and we can always link that below, but they have done a copious amount of research about how our connection to the heart and how the heart really helps drive, if we can drive the heart into a state of balance, that helps everything else, right? And I'm sure listeners know that when we connect to our heart, we often think of that associated with love and compassion. And truly that practice can create some really neat physiological benefits. So for example, there's this technique called heart-focused breathing. And I tend to use this when I'm just driving and, you know, feeling all stressed or I'm at a red light, you know, like, or just in the morning when I need that reset is where you just pause, you start breathing, and then you visualize and you start just visualizing the area of your heart and you imagine breath flowing in and out. And it seems so ridiculously simple, but when we shift our attention to that area and we imagine the heart space expanding, it actually helps shift the body into just a more balanced physiological state. And that practice can take 30 seconds, right? Like it doesn't have to take super long. Two others that I will mention, and it's funny because I know like Tiffany, I know you sometimes share about the Wim Hof method and also cold showers and And just know that there are so many different small practices and they're not going to all be for everyone. So I will say while I'm not doing like five minute ice baths or anything, I am trying to (laughs) write the last 30 seconds, 60 seconds of my morning shower. It's going on cold. And just know that Mm -hmm. that like zap to your nervous system is just like, whoa, okay, it's a total reset. (laughs) Okay. Yes, it is. Okay, but I need to we there is a distinction. Maria is in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> the water there. I just recently tested this hypothesis. Your last 30 seconds is much colder than our last 30 than seconds. Our last Especially 30 during seconds. the summer. Yes. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, our cold water isn't nearly as cold as Minnesota's cold water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, I was able within the last month to test that theory out, and it is a real thing. <laughs> so, so kudos to you because you are doing the real cold. Very shower. cold. If anybody just wants a trip to the Midwest, come on up to experience the real <laughs> ice cold at the end. Yes. Oh, yes. The other one I will say, and again, I mean, there's just, there's so many, but another great one is even humming. So what we know with humming is that because where it's going when we hum, it's stimulating our vagus nerve, which is helping with decreasing our stress response. And so many of us, even if we're not good, we like to sing or belt it out in the car. But just humming to ourselves is another tool that you can use. And interestingly, you know, some of these you can incorporate with your kids, right? Like we can be teaching them like, you guys, we're going to pause and we're going to take a breath and think of our heart. Or can we all just like 
hum together. You know what I mean? I mean, whatever songs maybe come up for you or tones, but you can make it fun. You can incorporate the family, but you can also just do it behind a closed door if you need two minutes in the bathroom. So those are just some ideas and ways people can start really helping fill their cup. And I will say like, I think the biggest thing is people will say, well, that can't do much. You know, a minute of humming, two minutes of this. I will say there is an accumulative effect. Mm -hmm. So it truly does add up. If a few times throughout the day, you're just trying one of these for a minute or two, that is helping fill and recharge your battery. It's kind of like dishes. When you start out the morning and you're doing, you know, you're feeding everybody breakfast and then you leave all the breakfast dishes on the side and then you go through lunch and again, lunch piles up and then you go through snack and snack piles up. Now, what kind of a day are you going to end with at dinner time? How stressed are you going to feel versus if you took a little bit of time and you caught up on breakfast dishes and caught up on lunch dishes? So if you feel like it can't help, just think about that very physical thing like dishes. And I can tell you as somebody who is a very overthinking (laughs) personality, really the pausing and taking a breath. And I really like what you said about inviting your kids in because before I I would almost try to go hide my stress and go like tuck myself away because mm-hmm. I didn't want them to see me feel so angry or frustrated or whatever. And now I approach it a lot more of just pausing in the moment, literally right there in the middle of whatever we're getting into, or if I'm in the middle of yelling at them or something, because listen, I'm just, yes. I'm then I'll yes. stop and I'll put my hand on my chest and my stomach and I'll try to breathe or I'll put myself up against a wall. Someone said that like when you're feeling very oversensory, like you can just stand with your body against a wall and that helps just kind of to ground you. And I thought, yes, listen, I am a skeptic. Okay. I thought that sounds <laughs> so stupid. Okay. What? Yep. That cannot help. But it does. It does. It's crazy. These little things, they do change. And it's yes. so powerful how it starts to change the way you respond the more you do it, the more you do it, the less you need these practices as often or as frequent. Absolutely. Yes, that's truly, it's like, it's truly that effect that happens that as you start reaching for them and you maybe just do it a little bit at a time throughout your day, you are building up your resilience muscle. You are building up your body's capacity to kind of manage and handle stress and curveballs in life. And I love your like dishes analogy. It's so true. Like I think for women, even if you get overwhelmed by doing all the morning dishes or all the – like do three. Tell yourself at each meal, I can rinse three things and get them in the dishwasher. And guess what? Still by the end of the day, you'll have a little less – then mm-hmm. if you saved it all, right, we get in that all or nothing. Well, it's got to be all the morning. It's like, say five, say five things you're going to rinse and put in the dishwasher. But similarly, yes, the small practices absolutely add up. And then to the point of how I love how you said, right, like when we do it in front of our kids, it actually truly mm-hmm. modeling these things teaches our kids how to emotionally regulate themselves more than just yes. telling them about it. Like I – can try to tell Hank about things and he's five and, you know, I'll say, come on, Hank, you should take a breath. And he, he's just yeah. like, okay, mom, you know, <laughs> but it's so funny that like when he notices I get frustrated and I just totally, I don't tell him to do anything. I just pause myself and I take a breath or I pause myself and I'm like, you know, I'm just doing some stretches or just something. I can really watch him absorb that, right? Like a little sponge. And he's like, oh, she's using that. Like mm-hmm. I could really use that. So I just think, 
We all know that, but I think it's okay to keep reminding ourselves as moms that we can model these skills that we're not perfect, but when we practice these skills in front of them, that's truly what's helping them give them their, themselves permission that it's okay. I can be angry. I can be upset too because I have tools to ma- manage through this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you build habits too the more that you do. And so then when you're in the car, even if you don't need it, you do that breathing you were talking about. And that helps to keep you from needing it, so to speak. Yes. And I, that's the, I will say you bring up a great point and I coach people in this, that when we're practicing different resilience tools or mind body tools, I don't only want you reaching for them reactively. Like I don't want you to only reach for them when you need them. Of course, that's great. But yes, we want to be more proactive. Even on those days where you think like, oh, I don't need to take some breath. Like I woke up. I feel great. I'm going to tackle the house and the kids and get all the things done. It's still really good to practice your mindful breathing that day. It's still really great to maybe do a few fun yoga stretches or dancing. Dancing is a great somatic tool. Put on some music and just move your body in a silly fashion. But yes, practicing these tools proactively is, again, it's building the resilience muscle, it's implementing them into habit, and it's just going to make it so much easier to reach for it when you do need it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like if you're doing these things with or in front of your kids, think about the generation that we're raising. Yes. Like what? What? Like this is, this is like generational. So I don't think we all fully understand like having children, whether you homeschool, whether you public school, whether you have a teenager or a toddler, but having a toddler who does learn to take a breath. What? Like that, yeah. that that toddler turns into a husband or a wife yes. who eventually has kids who like, yes. like this, this is, I don't think people understand how big this is. You guys, this is really big. I agree. Truly. I, you know, I can only speak for my background, but you know, and our parents, of course, I think the biggest thing is like our parents were doing the best they could with what they knew. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I just think back then it was a lot of like, you know, we just want to be happy. And many people didn't know what to do with big, large emotions, especially when you see it in kids. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember as a little girl, like I could get frustrated or upset, but I didn't know what to do with that. And my, my parents didn't really know how to coach me through that either. And so it was kind of like, oh, like stop crying. Stop, <laughs> stop crying. <laughs> just let's move on. Let's be happy. Let's. So it was hard for, you know, we didn't always have that space to know what do I do with this emotion Mm -hmm. and how do I move through this? And so truly, like you said, we are really building that next generation to have this capacity to know what do I do with this emotion? What are some tools I could use? You know, also even just creating this more curiosity and less judgment Mm -hmm. of like, I'm not a bad kid when I have an outburst, right? Like I had a moment and now I can use some tools to get back to balance. But I think we're just, we're really reshaping how we look at, you know, emotions and self-regulation and just knowing all of us are good people with good hearts, but we have our moments, right? Mm -hmm. That we (laughs) certainly do. And I think during the holidays, especially because when the stress is mounting and if you don't already know good techniques, then it's very hard to escape them. And not to just let them overtake you and to be completely overwhelmed by your anxiety, by your overwhelm, by the different activities that you're doing. This week was a whole week of activities and I was supposed to meet Tiffany and help her at the park. And I was just like, I have to bail. I feel so bad about it, but I can't do it. I just, I have to have 
a day at home and I felt so guilty and I was like half lecturing my kids because I felt guilty and half, you know, like last night telling them we weren't going to go to the park and I was going to disappoint them and all of this stuff. And, and at the end I was like, okay, you didn't actually need any of that information. You just needed to know we weren't going to the park, but like, is this all of the guilt I feel? And, you know, and, but it was so kudos to you. Kudos to you though, truly for sharing that story that like, yes, as moms, we do our best. And sometimes if we do overbook ourselves or we're just like, I'm at capacity this week, I can't do that. I applaud you for having the self-awareness and for also just like stepping back, stepping back and saying, I can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's huge. And we also, I think like you bring up this point where we want like safe people and healthy friendships in our life of people who like understand Mm -hmm. that, right? Like I'm sure Tiffany, right? Like when, when she was saying that you were like, that's fine. It's okay. You know, like you want, (laughs) you want these safe people, these healthy friendships who are like, that's okay. You set your boundary. If you can't come, you can't come. And that's all right. Right. Like find that community, find those women who are willing to hold you up, support you, however that might look from week to week. Yeah. Even during the holidays. Yeah. Especially during the holidays. Yes. And I like that you talk about that self-awareness as well, because I think we do really need that around the holidays because one of the hardest things we always say is to choose between a good and a good. And there are so many goods to choose from between the holidays. We're so tempted to just fill every nook and cranny with good. And then you get to the point where you're like, I can't say no to it because it's a good. And yes, and we need that freedom to practice that self-awareness to say, oh, actually, I can't do any more good. I do not have the capacity. Agreed. And you know when you're at capacity. You know, mamas, like, you know, when you're at capacity, it's not hard to discover. You feel like you're completely overwhelmed and you can't even do the next day. So yes, in those moments, it's so good to practice the art of no and these other techniques to kind of give yourself space to be able to get back to where you can give again and where you have the capacity to keep pouring into good things. Absolutely. And also, you know, going into the holidays Mm -hmm. is that. For those of us who are, if you get stuck in your head or you can get overwhelmed by large crowds. And so many of us are doing some different family activities, which are great. Mm -hmm. But again, make sure you're checking in with yourself. So if you have a long weekend, and I think I checked, you know, Christmas this year, for example, is over the, over a weekend, but many of us are attending more than one Christmas over a span of time, right? We're, it's, I call it a lot of peopling. We're, we're doing a lot of peopling. So make sure you're kind of doing a pulse check, not only on yourself, But also, let's say you were going out to different family events, do a pulse check even on like your environment. We always want to, you know, extend love and compassion to our family members. But if you have a family member that is just maybe not as good for you, they they just maybe carry some heavy energy and vibes on themselves or it's just hard to be around, make sure you are doing the things in small doses and then making sure you kind of find your people at these events that fill your cup, people that inspire you, people that bring some great conversation, right? It's just making sure you're kind of pulse checking, okay, where am I at? Where is everybody else? How might I then kind of navigate how I plan out where I am today and how I'm conversating? And maybe sometimes that means stepping away and maybe going to the kids' table and just hanging with the kids in that playfulness for a while. But it's just kind of knowing too at each environment and space what do you need where's going to be your quiet calm when you need it checking out those aspects as well that's great advice that's 
awesome, awesome advice. And yes, I completely agree with that because the peopling that happens during the holidays can be overwhelming. And something I always admired about Tiffany is that she has a cap and it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, nothing. Like she has a cap. It's about two hours. <laughs> that's as long as she'll be with you. And then she wraps up and she leaves. And that's something that I really had a hard time with because I feel like the guilt of leaving and the fear of missing out and like, oh, if we go early. But when you have, you're like, oh, no, I know that I have to have enough capacity for this event, this event, and this event. And if I expend it all at this first event, I won't have any left. And that goes mm-hmm. into just like what you were saying about yes. kind of pulse checking yourself and understanding where you're being fed and where you're having to be drawn from. Because there are relationships in our families that everybody talks about cutting out bad relationships, but not all relationships are bad and need to be cut out. You know, some relationships need to have more time and more love put into them. Some people we don't want to cut out of our lives, even if they're going through a difficult place right now. Sometimes we have loved ones who are struggling with loss or their own battles. And that doesn't mean we have to cut them out, but it does mean we still have to kind of protect ourselves too. A hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. And I agree. I I think it is very hard. And each situation is different depending on what a family member is maybe going through. And maybe you are going to be the strong rock for them in this season, right? Like that, that's got to be, you know, for each woman to kind of look mm-hmm. into those relationships. But certainly we can absolutely choose some relationships or some conversations in an event yeah. might need small doses. And that's okay. You, need, you <laughs> yes, can choose your dosing. <laughs> but yeah, the holidays can be a lot. But also I think, and I know you guys practice this too, but even just just know that we actually do get this rejuvenation and it is a little bit of an, a boost to our energy system even when we authentically shift into feelings of gratitude and gratefulness mm-hmm. and appreciation that also is just another way we can kind of protect our heart by shifting into those emotions so there's like a few different tools that people can grab and i remember the one thing i wanted to say was also don't don't compare yourself to you know how other women are handling it like how can she do it all how can they they seem to be able to go to everything and they stay the whole time don't we all have different capacities like you said if one of us needs to set that to our limit and then I know I'm good and someone else it's like no I love going early and I stay a little bit but you know that means I kind of refigure my schedule later just know each mom is doing her best and so like don't compare we all have different capacities and different you know seasons of which we can do things so absolutely oh amen I know we are coming close to the time we have to let you go so we've got a few rapid fire questions for you the first one is what is your mom superpower I love to learn So I love learning with Hank. So we've already talked about how like now that Hank's in kindergarten, Tom's like, oh, like he got homework sent home with him. And I'm like, yes, I can't wait to do homework with Hank. So I love to learn and I'm super excited to share that superpower with Hank. That is awesome. That is awesome. Holy cow. Okay. If you could go back to one stage of motherhood and tell yourself one thing, what stage would you go to and what would you say to yourself? That is a tough one. And yet like there's a there's a time that comes right to my mind and it would be, you know, when Hank was a baby and you're in that, I would say, especially the zero to three month bubble before he went to daycare and, you know, we were still doing breastfeeding and all the things. And there was a time there where I was a zombie and not Mm -hmm. sleeping. And I was just like, I don't think I'm going to make it through this. (laughs) So I feel like I would want to go back to myself during that time. And just one, 
it, be able to extend my self-compassion and be like, it, it, it's okay that the house is not clean right now. It's fine. The dishes aren't getting done. Just soak up these baby snuggles with him because really everything else doesn't matter. Sleep when you need to sleep and snuggle him. So that's the advice I would I tell myself yeah. or moms during that little peaceful window that you never get back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. What are four things your friends or family would say you're good at? Ooh, honestly, they'd probably say, well, she's an excellent learner. She loves to learn. I sign up for every course there is. Um, I'm good at speaking and I think people pick that up. So I've always enjoyed that. I'm good at listening. I'm a good listener. I think people tend to come to me and just tell me their stories. And the fourth thing, you know, it's funny. I think my husband wouldn't say I'm good at this and yet secretly love when I sing and I just belt out songs. So we do love to sing and Yeah, I think people would be like, they love that I just sing unapologetically, even though it's not great. I love that. (laughs) That is wonderful. No, (laughs) that that is awesome. Yes, I like you even more now. Yes. (laughs) Holy cow. Okay, okay. What is something that makes your family special? Mm. Gosh, you guys. Okay, and it's supposed to be rapid. The first, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that I don't even know what to call it. I'm not going to say we're a, it's not, it's not the right word. We're not a blended family. What I'm trying to convey is that, so I'm adopted and I'm from Guatemala and my husband grew up here in Southeast Minnesota. And so I, I like to think, you know, but we, so we have my adoptive parents, but then we also have kind of just my roots and my ancestry is from Guatemala. And Hank is kind of all of that. And I feel like that makes us really unique in that I, look forward to as he gets older and he starts asking more questions about what that is and what that means and just sharing how we kind of have two cultures built in and just kind of sharing that story with him and I think that makes us a unique family beautiful absolutely beautiful okay Maria tell all of our listeners all of our mamas where they can find you and some of the things you have going on right now absolutely I'm so excited this was so great you guys so (laughs) please feel free I am most active on Instagram so you can follow me at at maria.service, S-E-R-B-U-S, and it'll be down in the show notes, I'm sure. And I like to share different resiliency tips, mind-body practices, some, you know, if you just need a moment to reset, I'm often sharing just some, hey, breathe with me, do this video with me. You can also go to mariaservice.com slash connect. And I usually keep that page just a little more updated of what do I have going on right now, any current podcast episodes. And as this airs and if you're going through the holidays and you're needing just a little more support on actually using your mind-body tools, right? So the thing is, many of us know these things, but it can be hard to implement them during busy seasons. Mm -hmm. I will be starting a... Um, membership kind of program where women can get text message reminders to actually use their tools and what to do. And there'll be a couple live calls each month where we just get to pour into each other and, you know, use our stress management tools together. And so those that are listening, feel free to reach out on Instagram if you're interested in learning more about that. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. And you have a podcast, right? (laughs) Will you tell us about your podcast? It's called Unleash Your Potential with Maria Service. Recently had kind of a rebrand and renamed it all and all of that. So you can find that on Spotify or Apple. I finally figured that out, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm really excited. If you're listening, you might want to go back. I'm 
going to be releasing a Beyond the Mind series. So if those of you, you got interested about this conversation and you want to learn more about mind-body practices and self-exploration, I'll be having some different guests come on talking about, you know, how do you use yoga? How do you use breathing or just different people who are going to share different tools? Because I think we are each unique individuals. And so it's great to just hear about different strategies that one can use to go beyond Mm -hmm. our anxiety and overthinking. Absolutely amazing. Maria, you were such a delight today. I am so grateful you spent this time with us. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you both so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Thank you guys for providing this space for moms. Awesome. Our pleasure, of course. (laughs) Mamas, before you go, now is the perfect time to take a look at your capacity, to practice compassion and grace, as Maria talked about, and not to lose track of those tools and techniques that will help ground you. One of the best ways to protect your capacity during the holidays is to approach the holidays well organized. And our holiday planner will help you do just that. Mamas, it is full of everything you need to get your holiday planning on lockdown. And that includes stopping to take a look at your values and your capacity, starting off, writing down the things that are really important to you, to your husband, to your children. And then there are ideas, there's inspiration, there are various lists, as well as planning sheets, checklists, life note pages, organization for all of the gifts that you're buying, all of the cards that you're sending out and mailing. There are also resources that are just click and go. Believe me, mama, this is going to help you have a much smoother and much more organized holiday season. You can find it right now on the website at www.thedeliberateday.org or you can find it in the show notes for the podcast. And remember, sweet mama, you are doing beautiful work.